the chief way to be and remain a free writer is to self-publish. If there is one theme, one point that I will constantly emphasize, it is that you are at minimum as good as a traditionally published writer. And it is my job today to convince you that you're far better than a tea writer. Keep listening to find out why. I am going to give the benefit of the doubt to the fact that, or let's say the possible fact, that the majority of what I am going to coin T writers, traditionally published writers, that they write their own books. Despite the fact that I can think of two handfuls of people off the top of my head who I would bet my last dollar that they don't write their own books. There is an entire industry of ghostwriters who obviously contract their work out. And it is with the full understanding that all that they will be receiving is a portion of the pay and none of the credit. That's why I emphasize in a previous episode that putting your work above all others is so important. Because that way you will ensure that you're not too busy completing other people's projects instead of your own. I am also going to give the benefit of the doubt. And choose to believe that most tea writers write their own books. I know I already said that in the previous point, but that first category of, quote, writers are not who I consider to be in the category that I am going to define now, which is what do I classify as a T-writer? I classify a T-writer as a person who is known for being an author. The first person who comes into your mind as your favorite author is more than likely a T-writer. I don't believe that people who hire professional ghost writers are T-writers. And I don't believe that the people you admire the most in the writing world are those type of writers. So from here on out, T 
writers are the people who are actually known for being writers. Now, I have to add a caveat here because I wouldn't be me if I didn't. I would not put it past some of these, even T writers, to contract work out. This is my own theory. So you can take this opinion with way more than a pinch of salt. And I say that because we don't know what people actually do in order to get these products made. So hold out a scotch of hope that everything that you see is not necessarily what it is pretending to be. And the reason I use the word hope is because knowing that there are ghost writers and that there are people who, you know, aren't writing their own work, it can make you feel much more legitimate Because a lot of times it is those, you know, it's those people who attempt to minimize what you do as a free writer. Now, an example of a ghost writer who has had a prolific career is Andrew Niederman. And if you don't recognize his name, that is a good thing because he's been ghostwriting V.C. Andrews' books for over 30 years. I give this as an example to help illustrate what I mean by the fact that just because you see a name on a book does not mean that that person writes those books. Now, those long illustrations finally bring me to the first reason why you are better than a tea writer is simply because you write your own work. And I hope those previous illustrations help you to understand why that sentence should not be taken for granted. Next, when a tea writer writes his or her book, that's pretty much it. I don't mean that they don't edit their work at all. But the people who follow this path pay thousands for a person exactly like you to comb over their work. There is a reason why editors can ask for astronomical rates. And it's not because they are smarter than you. 
it's because most T-writers can't be bothered to edit tens of thousands of words. And this leads me to the next reason why you are better than a T-writer. And that is because you edit your own work. And I do not mean the cursory kind of editing that a T writer will do so that they can avoid looking like an idiot to the person that they pass their work on to to edit it. But I mean that you, you put your editor hat on and you keep it there until you get the job done. Now, If you have given into the hype about how you need to shell out the price of the closing on a home or a used car, then you are the person that I'm talking to. Even if you have three to five thousand dollars that you don't have anything to do with, I urge you to please find almost anything else to do with that money. Still not convinced? Okay. Tell me what makes more sense. Shelling out three to $5,000 on editing services alone Every time you finish a manuscript, which keep in mind, you don't know if the publishers will even think it is good enough to be read. Most manuscripts that come across a publisher's desk don't get read in full. If you do not have the ability, quote unquote, to write these magical first couple of chapters, your book will be tossed to the side. Because they don't have, quote, time to read everything that comes across their desk, even though that's their job. But they don't have time. Or does this make more sense? Learning what it takes to make your story read the best so that you don't have to depend anyone else to fix your story for you. You fix the problems. Because I believe that only you can fix the work of your passion. If you don't ever learn how to edit your book, then a secondary editor They will kill your babies every time. 
And if you are not familiar with that terminology, then please listen to my previous episode. It is called, Don't Kill Your Babies, Save Them. Next, you take care of the cover art. You market your book. You engage your readers. You create your platforms. Can you see what this means? The reason a tea writer can traipse around with their noses cocked northward is because all they have to do is write the book. Let me put a note here. All tea writers don't walk around with their noses pointed to the ceiling. I think it's safe to assume when I make a statement like that, that I don't mean all. But the reason why I put that note in here from the very beginning is because somewhere along the annals of history, writers have impressed upon other writers that there is a hierarchy that in order to be considered reputable, you have to be like them. You have to do it their way. Now, whether you are a T writer or a free writer, you have got that message loud and clear. And unfortunately, it is necessary for a person like me to come along and try to help you understand that your way is the best way. If T writers weren't leaving that impression on people, there would be no reason for us to have to congregate together like this because we would all be functioning freely. So T writers pay other people to bother with polishing their books. And when you are paying someone else, they are going to get it right, aren't they? That is why their books are so pretty. In my estimation, tea writers aren't even responsible for the success of their books. Think about it. If all you had to do was write the story, and after that you shelled out money for people to do everything else, can you still call that yours? I struggle to really try to conform my mind to that 
Can I call a book mine that I did not literally create? Because I contend that you can't. And this will bring us to the very last point. And that is that your book is yours from top to bottom, front to back, cover to cover. Don't ever allow people to denigrate you and to make you think that you're not worthy of this imaginary prestige. Because tea writers pay people to do their work for them. So the next time you tell someone that you self-publish, say it proudly. And if they have anything at all to challenge you on, make sure that by the time you leave their presence, that they will understand that the only person that hasn't thought these things through is them, not you. This is Free Rider, where we are free and we'll do whatever it takes to remain that way. I am your host, T.A. Walker, and I will see you on the next episode.